Hello everybody, this is Rachel. I'm the creator of the Soulful of Sunshine podcast. Um, my purpose and goal of making this content is to document my journey or my journey by accessing and using my journals that I've kept throughout the whole experience of the spiritual awakening process. Um, mostly my episodes will be about just going like step-by-step step through my personal journey, my experiences, um, my struggles, what I wish I would have known back then and now, I guess, um, things I've learned along the way and things I still want to learn about. And I'm hoping that the tips that I give you guys will make your process of the spiritual awakening a little bit smoother than mine was. Um, let's see. I really intend and I hope that I'm able to help other people all while healing myself at the same time so we can navigate this path together. Um, I think that in life, I mean, what's mostly important is being yourself and being authentic and staying true to yourself. Let's see. I would love to build a community of like-minded people that are interested in this podcast. Um, I guess more in detail, just might as well, just in case, you know, you don't vibe with this, you can just, you know, head on out now, but I'm planning on talking about things like being a mother, like motherhood, addiction, energy work, healers, empaths, the chakras, witchcraft, direction, and tools, crystals, tarot oracle cards, meditating, self-care, demonic entities, sun and moon rituals, plants, astrology, 3D, 5D living, communicating with the other side via channeling or mediumship. And yeah, hopefully I haven't scared anybody away yet. My hope is that you live unapologetically and authentically because this is your journey. This is not your spouse, not your parents, not your coworkers, your family, an ex, your enemy, anybody. It is your path and your path alone. And I hope that we can both get through this gracefully and make a difference in this world. So again, I'm going to apologize for my scratchy ass voice. <clears throat> I feel like I also should probably apologize for the abnormally large amount of curse words that I tend to use and my rambling and getting sidetracked tends to happen quite frequently. And I talk fast. I'm trying really hard to like simmer down and slow it down a little bit, but just bear with me. Also, if there's any background noise, um, I'll try to edit it out. But honestly, I'm kind of feeling like just letting it flow right through and see how it goes. Um, I have four boys and a dog and a cat. And so it's never quiet here. So let's, oh man, let's just hope for the best. <clears throat> okay. What is a spiritual awakening? It is, in my opinion, when your soul awakens to the healing powers of the universe, to the magical 
earth that we live on to mother nature, it's like, it's really hard to, I guess, describe it like specifically, but I mean, all I can really do is tell you my journey and my experience thus far. And yeah, so here we go. Um, started off early when I was a little kid, I was really sensitive, really emotional, like I would cry silently if my feelings were hurt, but I wouldn't tell anybody. And I like bottled a lot of things up. I really internalized things and like I took on people's grief and like bad feelings, like not even on purpose, you know, it was an accident. I didn't understand it at that time. <clears throat> um, I've always been interested in anything related to being a psychic or mediumship or, you know, all that kind of stuff. I have always felt like the extreme urge to help people. Like I just, ever since I was little, I've always wanted to help people. Like being little, I didn't know what I wanted to be. As long as I was helping someone, I knew that I would make a difference. And that was all that mattered to me. Because of that, I got into one toxic relationship after the next, after the next, and experienced a lot of heartache and just bullshit that, you know, that just, it is what it is. But I did get three beautiful boys out of my toxic relationships. My, um, my kids are 10, 6, and 5, and then I have a foster son who just turned 1, um, motherhood was my calling in life. I mean, I think I was born to be a mom and I love them so fiercely and just, ugh, I'm getting all teary. I just thinking about it. They're my, they're my little sweethearts. And I feel so lucky and so blessed that I was chosen to be their mom. Um, okay. Moving forward a little bit here. Um, basically life will throw you a wrench in your trail or whatever. And I don't want to get too sidetracked, but basically you have a soul path before you incarnate. Every time you sign up to experience certain struggles or certain hardships in order to gain the experience in order to level up like vibrationally kind of sort of. So I'm assuming or I'm guessing that I must have had some kind of um, contract relating to the toxic relationship stuff and addiction. Um, this is hard to talk about kind of. I've never really like been the kind of person to put myself out there and be an open book. I'm very private. I like to keep to myself. Um, but I got addicted to pain medication after being prescribed them from a knee injury. And then I had um, chronic back pain. I was a CNA for 10 years and my lower back was just shot. So I was prescribed the pain medication and one thing led to another. And, you know, fast forward five years and I needed more and more and more to take the pain away and to feel normal and to numb the pain not only my physical pain, but my emotional pain and just everything all tied up. Um, I, I feel like I use them as a crutch almost to emotionally 
survive the toxic cycle of abuse, aka my relationship with my kid's father. Um, but thank God I woke up one morning and said, fuck this. I will not be a prisoner to these anymore. Um, it robbed me of so much. Like, I mean, it robbed me of my happiness, my relationship, my self-esteem, my character, my reputation, my memories, my consciousness, literally everything. And it was the best decision I could have ever made because I mean, it changed everything. It like, it like clicked something in my brain to wake up and appreciate everything on God's green earth and to take pride in myself and be the best person that I could be and that like I could make a difference and everything. So I went to detox for five days and I never looked back. I'm still sober to this day. Um, when I walked out of the detox center, I fell to my knees and cried. I wept. I mean, I was crying because the grass was so green and the sky was so blue and I just had so, 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 so many emotions running through me. Being on the pain medication for so long, it numbed me. I mean, it numbed me to any emotion, like to to true happiness. You know, playing with my kids, I would be happy, but deep down it was just numb and then it would make the toxic dark bad times with my then fiance it just it would make it bearable so that I could just suffer through life miserably it was not a good time but looking back now I mean I I think I needed to experience that in order to really wake up and see what I am capable of and like just I don't know I think it was a lesson I needed to learn and I learned it and now I'm just trucking on to the next thing after I got back home, after detox, I had the like epiphany that I was not where I needed to be. Like the relationship I was in was fucking horrible. And my, my fiance at the time also faced substance abuse. And, you know, I got sober. I came home and he was still living the life he was living. And I, I could not do it. I mean, it could not, would not, refused. So I packed up all my stuff and I left with the kids and I never, never, never went back, never turned back. Um, it was fucking brutal. Like, ugh, that, that was rock bottom for me. I was freshly sober, feeling raw ass emotions that I haven't felt in, you know, six plus years. And it all crumbled right before my eyes. I mean, I moved back to the town that I lived in my whole childhood. <clears throat> I was, I'm now in the same town as my parents, which was nice to be close to them again. But I felt so broken. I mean, I cried so much for the first six months. I'm talking like every single day. I was engulfed by, by guilt and shame and grief and sadness, embarrassment, um, regret. I was so fearful of starting over again and I thought I was going to die alone and I deserved punishment for just every mistake I've literally ever made my whole life. I beat myself up, beat myself up so bad every single day. I would put the happy face on in front of my kids 
and, you know, tough it out for the day and get through it. And then I would hold all those tears in until I was alone in the shower and then I would just lose it. Or if I tucked them into pet at night, I would just lay there and I would cry myself to sleep. I, I could not get it together. Um, so after six months of, of that misery, I, um, I had a weird morning and I, I woke up out of a dead sleep and I was in so much excruciating pain. I thought that my lung collapsed. It was horrible. And so my mom rushed me to the emergency room where I was diagnosed with a pulmonary embolism in my left lung. Uh, I spent two, two, excuse me, two weeks in the hospital. Um, I was scared shitless. I mean, the doctor told me that I could drop dead at any time. Like, you don't tell a single mom that. Like, I'm sitting here envisioning, like, laying on the ground in the laundry room for three days just dead while the kids run around. Like, you know, if, it was not a fun time. But by staying in the hospital, I had a lot of time to think. And it just kind of, like, it, like, snapped in my brain. I'm like, okay, this pity party has to stop. I'm not drowning in my own misery anymore. Like, I will get through this. I will survive. I will be all right. I will take care of myself, my emotional health, my physical health. I will put me first because if I don't take care of myself, then I can't take care of my kids or my friends or anything in my life, responsibilities, priorities, happiness. I have to put myself first and I have to be okay. And that's what I did. I did. I started my healing process like right then and there. Um, the next few months following after the pulmonary embolism diagnosis were still rough. Don't get me wrong. It's pretty rocky, but I promised myself that I would be optimistic and I would really, really try focusing on healing my deep wounds and I would practice living in the now and being more present with my kids and accepting that. I cannot control what is out of my hands, basically. So that went all great. It's still going good. Um, Then exactly almost like to the day, one year after I got sober and moved out of my kid's dad's house, I had my earth-shattering, life-changing, bomb-dropping experience of the spiritual awakening. Um, I... It's very odd. I was on a motorcycle ride with my friend and we had rode all day on the motorcycle. I love riding on them. It's so nice. It's like, it's just like freeing, feeling the fresh air in your face and the sunshine just soaking in on your soul. It's a beautiful thing. But we were on our way back home and I just like all of a sudden had this huge uh, wave of like, emotions like in a good way but I just felt so euphoric and so loved and so like just passionately in love with life and the sunshine and the moon and the earth and the grass and the sky and like I mean it sounds corny as hell but like I just felt like love was like radiating out of my body and so I shut my eyes and my whole body was tingling and when I looked up, I could see my friend's mom like in my brain and it was very odd. His mom 
had passed away, I think it was a year, maybe two years prior. Um, she died brutally. She was killed by her um, domestic violent boyfriend at the time. Um, but anyway, she popped in my head and she just looked at me with this like happy but sad face. And I was like thinking in my head, I'm like, you're fucking nuts. Like, what are you, what is going through your mind right now? Why are you thinking about this? And I wanted to so badly tell him like, Hey, uh, I saw your mom in my brain, <laughs> like I'm sitting, sitting behind you on the motorcycle. I don't know what it means, but I think it means that, that she's here and that she's, you know, misses you and she's proud of you and she's happy to see you're doing good. And, you know, and it, it, it was a meaningful, beautiful experience. So beautiful. I'll never forget it. So then shortly after that, I just felt this like, like huge, huge sense of clarity and inner strength and confidence. My sense of humor was coming back. Um, my voice and just feeling the need to speak up for myself. And, you know, I don't know. <clears throat> um, I would have weird symptoms as well, like every full moon that came around, I would get a horrible high fever. Like, like I thought I was dying. I mean, I would have diarrhea. I would have sweats at nighttime during the day, the cold sweats. I just felt lethargic. I was worn out and I just did not feel good. Well, like come to find out, I'm, I mean, I'm assuming it was just, uh, oh, what is it called? Oh, I can't, I can't think of it right now. Um, I'll, I'll write it in the notes at the bottom, but, oh, ascension symptoms. That's what it is. So that basically means like my body was releasing toxins and it was releasing any of the trauma, that kind of thing. I was like shedding all of that shit away. So the, you know, that's what it was to this day. I still get it every now and then I just feel like Ugh, like I feel super hot and like not comfortable, but I just talk myself through it. Um, but no others, the other symptoms I was having was, uh, smelling really weird things. Like, like nobody smokes in my house. It was just me and my kids there. And at nighttime I would be walking down the hallway and I would get this really, really, really strong whiff of like stale cigar smoke. And I, like once again, I, I literally thought I was going crazy. Like I was going to have to be locked up at the psych unit on the fifth floor because I was having hallucinations and just like lost my marbles type of shit. It was very odd. Um, I would have this like really, really strong urge to write. Like I, I used to hate writing. I used to hate reading, but like after all of this, awakening other symptoms and everything. I just, I said, screw it. I'll get my journal. I'll start writing. I'll document everything. And just, you know, I would some days write three sentences or I would write three pages or 10 pages, or I would just draw a picture or doodle every single day. I would do that. And I'm so glad I did because like just here recently, I found my first journal and I thought I lost it. And I started reading it and like, that's basically why I'm here right now doing this because it was powerful. I mean, I, I wept when I read them. Like it took me back to 
that place and like where I was feeling and it kind of put things into perspective. Like I have been through a lot and most people don't know that, but look at where I am now. I mean, I'm happy and I'm like confident and just life is beautiful. It's, it's wild. And I don't even know how to really explain it. I would also have, um, waves of high energy and then low energy and just all over the place. I would be, I would feel like really, really emotional and it would just be like up, down, up, down. And I would cry over like the stupidest things that like weren't even related to me. Like I could see a sad commercial and I would start crying or I like my emotions were all out of whack. And I think it was just the ascension like shifting as well, mostly I think that's what it was for, but, or from, um, I also felt like I needed to withdraw from everybody. Realistically, I just, like, I, I, my, my, um, I don't know. I, I couldn't like anxiety and stress and overwhelming, like that sensation, like, crippled me almost by the thought of having to go to a place with a group of people. Even if I knew them and they were my friends, I still, I just felt like I really needed to just turn my back on everybody and focus on myself and just spend time with myself and heal myself and love myself and do things that I like to do. You know, I love crafting. I love my gardening and my plants and my kids. And I just, I really put the put up that boundary and I respected it and I like I mean thank god I did but it like slowly but surely you know I came out of my funk and I just you know here we are but um I also had the really weird urge to have fires like rain like outside burning stuff and I would lay under the sun and the moon. I, I fell in love with the moon, honestly. I never really been a moon person before this July of three years ago. But I started watching YouTube videos um, on spiritual awakening stuff and just like going down the rabbit hole of crystals and everything spiritual um, after doing some research and doing some journaling and listening to some podcasts, I decided, you know what, I'm just going to just try it. I'm just, I'm going to put it out there for the universe. And I asked the universe to give me a sign. I said, tell me what I need to hear. Please make it clear and blunt, but please make this process go as gracefully as it possibly can, because I'm brittle right now and I need fragile, gentle, kind motions here. So and so, the universe has a very odd sense of humor. Like, well, then again, I guess so do I. But um, I, so I did that at nighttime. I was under the full, full moon when I asked the universe to give me a sign. And the next day I was in the kitchen doing the dishes and my kids were in the living room. They were watching a movie and out of nowhere, I shit you not, I couldn't even make this up if I wanted to their TV changed in there to Family Guy. And out of nowhere, I'm sitting here scrubbing dishes and I hear clear as day, Peter Griffin from the Family Guy saying, hey guys, I'm a psychic. And I turn my head and I'm like, what the fuck did that just say? And I just laughed. Like, 
I'm like, universe, are you freaking serious? Like, this is how you're going to do it. This is how you're going to tell me. And I just laughed. Like, I laughed really hard by myself looking like an idiot. But I was like, okay, noted. I got it. And shortly after that, my phone, I was, um, I was not listening to music. I wasn't listening to anything. I just got out of the shower. My phone was sitting on the counter and out of nowhere, the, a song started playing on my phone, like loud. And all I heard was the word universe. I can't remember for the life of me what song it was. I'll have to look it up if you guys are curious. I, cause I know I wrote it down in my journal, but, um, I had, Oh, I guess I forgot I should have added. When I asked the universe to give me a sign, I said, if it's if it's a message for me, show me either as a form like of a bird or a butterfly or um what was the other one? Oh, or the word daisy. Don't ask me why. It's just what I just blurted out of my mouth at the time. So then like um, shortly after that, I was at the kitchen again, in the kitchen by the window doing dishes again. And I looked up and there was a cardinal and a butterfly literally sitting right next to each other, just staring at me from the window. And I like instantly started crying. I was like, okay, like, okay, I believe you. I believe you. Like, okay, I know you're real. Like, thank you. Like, what's next? Like, what, what should I do here? And I was like, I told, I said that I, to the universe because I pray every night and I talk to the universe, especially under the full moons. That's a really good time. But I said, I really want to do tarot and oracle cards. They're so interesting. I feel very drawn to them. Please send me in the way of the right deck that is for me that I need right now. So a week passed by. I forgot all about it, honestly. And I was walking through Marshall's and sure as shit, I didn't even know Marshall sold this kind of stuff at that time. But right there on the floor in the middle of the aisle, there was an Oracle card deck. And it was, it's called The Work Your Light by Rebecca Campbell. I picked it up and I had shivers. I mean, I had like goosebumps over my entire body and the shiver down my spine. And that's when I knew like, okay, that is my validation that when I have that feeling, I know the universe is like, yep, correct. Yep. That's right. And you know, here we go. It's only took about what? So now we're at 79 crystals, 50 plus tarot and Oracle decks four psychic readings from others. Um, like 83 plants, essential oils, and six and counting journals, random herbs, a sound bowl, and a shit ton of books later, you know, here I am ready to share what I've learned and experienced so that I can hopefully help you find yourself like I have found mine. So whether you laugh with me or learn from me or want to explore with me, if you resonate with me and my journey, I really welcome and look forward to any input or questions that you have so far. Um, You can send me an email. I have it listed in the info for this episode. I would love to hear what podcast you would like me to record next. Um, I'm open to anything. I will have my website and other social medias platformed in the near future. Um, it's really hard trying to make a website and a podcast and do spiritual stuff and be a mom all at the same time. Like I'm sure most of you understand, but bear with me. We'll get there, um, on my website, or you can email me too, if you are interested. Um, 
The website will offer my services, which will be um, all of the appointments can either be in person or virtually. I, I suggest and recommend in person, but I virtually is okay too. I will do tarot and oracle readings, channeling work, uh, birth chart readings, intuitive energy healing sessions, and so on. But I really appreciate you guys listening in today. I have so much more stuff to tell you guys. Oh, I can't wait. So let me know if you guys are liking what you're hearing. I hope to hear from all of you. And stay woke, spiritual bitches.